when two Division I athletes discuss the challenges and successes of navigating life after competing, you get conversations designed by athletes for athletes. I'm Don Sutton. And I'm Brooke Beerhouse, sharing with the athletic community stories and insights to better understand life when your sport ends. Hello, knowledge seekers, athletes, and curious humans. I'm Brooke Beerhouse, alongside my insightful co-host, Don Sutton, on this week's episode of When Your Sport Ends. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? We're glad you're here to be a part of this conversation with us as we continue to interview and talk about the many facets of being an athlete and how that shapes the rest of your life even after the competition ends. This week, we sat down with Trevor Howard, a former University of California Berkeley football player and a 2019 graduate whose outlook on being open to new opportunities and career avenues so recently after graduation has led him to some incredible insights that we're excited to share with you. I mean, I'm going to get this off my chest first. I hold a personal grudge against Cal for uh, a game in 2015. Yeah, uh, I was uh, I was there. I were was you? There. Were you? Yeah. Wait, the, uh, there was actually two of them. Yeah, I was <laughs> right behind the goalpost oh, of man. the missed field goal. Oh, yeah. on Texas the is- overtime extra point. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Was, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry about that, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Water yeah. under the bridge. Yeah, so, yeah. That's yeah, the only thing I could remember. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you guys have a crazy fan base, and that was a great game. So you know, be happy that you got the good fan base. Man, I'm glad you witnessed it. Then, so you were on yeah, the field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was at that game. I was at both of them actually. So you won at Cal yeah. and then won at uh, UT. So right. that was that was one of the best memories of my life, honestly. Really? Yeah. That stadium yeah. is it's crazy seeing that many fans packed into one location. Yeah. Huh? yeah, insane, insane. I mean, we definitely don't have that up at Berkeley. So it was good to good to be around that a little bit over there at UT. Right on. So, I mean. Are you still in Berkeley? Where are you at now? Days. Um, so now I'm back home. I'm in Southern California. I'm born and raised um, a little big town called Thousand Oaks in Ventura County, um, a little north of LA. So I'm back there now, um, you know, just doing my thing. So right now I'm actually in the process of getting my real estate license. I want to do commercial. Um, you know, there's this kind of boring part where you have to submit all your paperwork and they have to get back to you and it usually takes you know, four to six weeks for them to get back to you um, to schedule oh. the exam. And then I got to go drive to Anaheim. I don't know if you guys know where that is in Southern California in relation to where I am. It's probably like two hours. Um, and I got to take the three-hour exam and then I'm a realtor. <laughs> hey, nice. Well, it sounds like it's coming up soon. Hopefully that'll, you'll get through that waiting period. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, let's hope yeah. so. I mean, I'm, I'm keeping myself busy. Um, you know, obviously I'd do a little modeling on the side just as something to do. Um, I'm also part-time at a gym. Um, I'm also trying to become a firefighter paramedic like my dad. Okay. Um, wow. So I'm just, just trying to keep myself busy, you know? 
Yeah. And as far as keeping yourself busy, it's, it's always an interesting time right after college, just mm-hmm. still trying to figure out everything with right. it. Um, I mean, it sounds like you got your hand in multiple things right now. Where, where was the mindset as you're doing all these things? I mean, um, it sounds like a lot. Right. I mean, I think that kind of came from, you know, my time at Cal. Um, you know, I kind of learned the hard way that doing nothing is, you know, going to be a detriment to yourself. Um, so now I'm at that weird age where I'm just trying everything. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I think I'm probably the youngest person you guys have interviewed thus far. So uh, not as accomplished as you guys or some of the people that you talk to. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a long time coming. Um, it's been a long process. Um, I mean, would you guys like me to go into detail and start from the beginning? I mean, why don't, why don't we go into just, you know, the last year right now? I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah. How, right. How, how'd you fall into real estate? Was that just something that kind of fit your line and... And then, yeah, the paramedic thing, like what, what made you want to do that? It sounds like that may have been more of a family idea or family business style. Uh, uh, yeah, you could call it that. I mean, that's, that's something that I've always felt like I would genuinely love to do, you know, yeah. help people and, you know, yeah, it's one day, work. yeah. And one day, you know, when I have kids, you know, something happens, I'd like to mm-hmm. know what to do, you know, um, but, you know, past year I graduated, uh, May, I had a degree in legal studies. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, turns out I don't. <laughs> so, um, so then I actually, my mom works in real estate too, and that's always been something I've been interested in. Um, so I kind of got into that, you know, knowing I'd want to do commercial. Um, and then, you know, the firefighter thing has always been there and, you know, I'm lucky enough to have my dad who's been doing it forever and he walked me through it all. And, you know, I actually just applied, say, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I'm waiting to hear back from that. And, you know, hopefully I'll go through that whole process. But I'm trying to do the firefighter paramedic thing as well as real estate. That's my long term plan right now. That's but, pretty heavy. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> It sounds like you also get to express your creative side through modeling then. Is that true? Um, in a sense, yeah. You know, I don't mean to sound, um, you know, like a douche, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've always had people tell me, you know, you should go into this, you should try this, you should try this and that. And for me, that's just like, that's never been me, you know, going to my identity. My identity's always been, I've been a football player my whole life. You know, that's always yeah. been me. And I've never been, you know, I'm not a pretty boy. I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to do all that modeling and stuff. Um, but, you know, again, I'm at that weird age and I kind of made the peace with myself to where I told myself, you need to just try things. You need to stop saying no and you need to just go and just do stuff and see what happens. Yeah, how long how, how long do you think that took you roughly? And then are you still able to watch football in the same way? Um I you know, I struggle sometimes. Um you know, it's 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 tough, you know, it's a process and you're always it's always there in the back of your mind. Um I'm definitely a lot better than you know, how I was when I had to stop playing and initially all that. Um 
but yeah, I mean, for the most part, I'm pretty much back to normal. I just got to tell myself, you know, this is how it is and this is what it was meant to be, you know, and you have to just keep moving forward and you got to keep making something of yourself. What about your workouts now? I'm curious, are they, um, are you, how have they changed, I suppose, from days when you were training and everything? Right. So um, I'd say they're definitely not, they're close to what I used to do during football, but, you know, I'm not waking up at 5 a.m. anymore. You know, I'm getting right. to sleep in a little bit. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I definitely try and work out as much as I can, you know, three, four, five times a week, um, you know, just simply because, you know, like if I was doing football, you know, you're basically getting paid to work out and be the best you. Um, you know, I went through a period when I stopped playing football where, you know, I was just like, very turned off by the whole idea of like working out. And I was like, you know, I did this my whole life and now I'm finally done. And, you know, I just don't want to do it anymore. I want to try and put it behind me. Um, you know, I actually got up to like 275 pounds. Um, I just was not a good place. And, you know, I convinced myself that, you know, this is, you're not doing this for football anymore. You're doing this for yourself. Um, and, you know, you need to get yourself back into this good place. So, you know, I eventually lost, you know, I'm back down to like 230 now. So I'm, I've been, I've been trying to hit it hard and trying to stick with it. You know, it's tough sometimes though. Yeah. And mental clarity. I feel like for so long having athletics to go back to, I know for me running is my release, but it took a while for me to go back to just running for the sake of running and not training anymore. So that's been an interesting process, but I know that took me, that took a while. Was that like for you too with swimming? Was that, how long did that take before you were just able to swim without thinking about training? Oh man, that is an interesting. Do Do you still, I mean, you still train, but. There was about, I would say when I hit 24, Okay. I just stopped working out altogether for about six months. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Was, uh, uh, yeah. You know, you gain, you gain a ton of weight mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're like, can't keep doing this. And then yeah. you head back yeah. down. Yeah. So right. yeah, you got it. It's, you're doing it. You're doing it right, Trevor. I'm, um, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, well, being a firefighter out there too, I mean, I can only imagine. I know one guy who's out there and you're literally fighting forest fires in that neck of the world. Yeah. I mean, you you go into a, you know, a structure Mm -hmm. fire and you got, you know, 80 pounds of gear on and you got a limited amount of oxygen and you got to know what to do and you got to get in, do what you got to do and get out. Yeah. That's a... That's a live or die type situation. I like you want to be in your peak. Yeah. And I like how being, I just am making this connection and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like being a football player and being so in tune with your body and how it moves and, you know, you're able to take hits and fall on the ground and things like that. And you know how you react. I feel like that will be a really neat correlation and for firefighting too, I would assume. Absolutely. You definitely re- develop a, uh, you know, thick skin, I guess you could call it. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So, so are you in the process of firefighter school now or is it paramedic first and then kind of figure out where you're going from next? 
Uh, so usually you have to do an EMT course beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I'm, you know, currently trying to find one to do. Um, and then once I get that done, uh, then it goes into, you know, they bring you in for testing and this and that. Um, and then it goes into the drill tower and that's where, you know, you're basically just running up flights of stairs and full oh turnouts gosh. and all day in the hot sun. So, mm-hmm. um, but then it goes, it goes from there and then, you know, it's a, it's a process. Um, you know, I'm still kind of trying to familiarize myself with it and you know, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Nice. Where would you put your focus towards like in your energy, whenever you were in rehab or trying to get back into playing and on contributing and in your part with the team, where was your mind during all of that? Cause I think injuries are such a, uh, they're just a difficult and totally personal type of um, hurdle and relationship with each sport. But where would you focus your energy towards during that time? Um, I, I would just kind of become a robot in a sense, um, you know, yeah. just in, in my mind, you know, with my ACL, you know, I think I got this from that, but, you know, with knee injuries and stuff like that, yeah, you can have, the best surgeons do your surgery, you can have this and that, but you know, half of it's mental and you know, you're going to get out what you put in. So if you don't put the time in to heal your knee and be doing all the exercises and getting the strength back, you're not going to see the results. And, you know, I realized that from early, early on that it was on me. So I'm the one that's going to have to push myself. I'm the one that's going to have to be doing this. I have to hold myself accountable. Yeah, even from a mental standpoint too, I feel, I mean, once you fall out, you still have that mental not wound, but just a right. falling out in that sense. Scar and it maybe. took, yeah, I mean, in one way that I, I agree with you, Trevor, I kind of just turned into a robot for a while right? and then, you know, got into the corporate grind worked it real hard yeah. for two years and then found myself saying, what the hell am I doing? Right. And I, you know, the grind is good, but you know, sometimes you just get lost in it and then you're sitting there Definitely. one day and you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yep. So, Hey man, I'm sure you'll figure it out. That's for sure. It's, well, he's doing it. He's doing it. Yeah. And you're fine. Um, yeah, you, I'm, you, I'm you, you sound like you, you sound like you've uh, accepted it a little bit quicker than me, which is good from that sense. Oh I yeah. I mean, it, it took me a while, you know, I, yeah. I'd love to give myself credit, but there was definitely <laughs> that period of my life where I just, you know, sh- kind of shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Were you um, close with, or it sounds like you are still close with your family, but I'm during that time, were you able to open up and talk to family or who was your sort of support system during that time if you had it? Uh, definitely. I mean, I had a girlfriend at the time. She helped a lot. Um, but, you know, just my parents and, you know, especially my dad. My dad was, you know, my dad's a pretty big guy. He played offensive line at Kansas, you know, played in the oh, NFL nice. for a little bit. So he knew, he knew, he knew what he was talking about. And he was really my rock throughout this whole thing when I would like, you know, call him up and just be like, you know, I can't do this anymore. You know, I got to come home. I can't, I can't be in Berkeley anymore. I can't do this. I can't be in this atmosphere. And, you yeah. know, he would be the one to guide me and, you know, he had a way of explaining things that was like, you know, 
don't let this beat you. You know, you are stronger than this. You are better than this. And, you know, that I created that to this day is that's what got me through. That's really uh, kind of, I mean, it's interesting because we just finished interviewing a man who actually came from the other end of the spectrum where Mm -hmm. he had his daughter he w- he played football, but his daughter was also a D1 athlete. Soccer player. You want to go in a little bit as far as how your dad had helped you through, or do you think he had helped guide you through essentially football through high school um, and into college? Or was he very hands-off, and did he let you kind of do your thing and take more of the parenting aspect? Uh, early on in high school, he was definitely more hands-on. Um, I think that was just simply because he was around, you know, um, we were both in the same area. Um, but towards, you know, once I was in Cal, I could tell he kind of wanted me to figure it out and, you know, kind of that age when you got to just, you know, let go a little bit and let the kid figure out what they're going to do. Um, needless to say, whenever I needed him or I needed something, he was there. Uh, yeah. but he definitely, he, he guided me, but he did it in a way so that I would have to figure it out and come to the conclusion on my own. Um, you know, like there were times when I was sitting up there in Cal and I'm just sitting there in my room and I'm like, why am I even here? And, you know, I would call him up and he would be like, you know, you just got to do this and you just got to do that and this and that. And I was able to rationalize that. And make it, you know, you have one more year, just get the degree because then all that stuff that you just went through would have been for nothing. How has your identity shifted now? Where do you see yourself? If you define yourself at all, what, where do you find yourself placing your identity more towards? Um, I mean, I, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, I no. wouldn't say I, you know, necessarily define myself anyway. You know, again, I'm at that, you know, weird stage in life where I got to try everything. So I think I'm trying to leave it open and just try as much as I can and do as much as I can. Um, so I think that's how I define myself right now is just my openness and my, you know, willingness to try things. So you can figure out what it is that you want to do. And what you're good at. Nice. So you're pulling essentially like the yes man. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the one <laughs> with like uh, Jim, Jim Carrey? Carrey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he drinks I, I, all those energy drinks. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, hey, man. That's that's the best way to do it. You know. Right. You get to go right. do a lot of things. That's how I figured out where I was yeah. going. Mm-hmm. Said yes to a lot. Going to wind up in Arkansas. Man. Yeah. So being back home, how's it feel? You, you were you were you relieved when you got back home, or was it still like I'm still trying to identify myself and get out there or get away from this hometown vibe? Yeah, uh, definitely still trying to define myself, but it was so much better not being in that environment because, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I just, I was surrounded all day, every day by, you know, just being a normal person basically. And, you know, for lack of a better term, normal person, (laughs) um, 
you know, and just being around what I've done my entire life, but not being able to do it. Um, and that, you know, that really kind of messed me up because that made me question who I was as a person. So to be able to come home and get out of that environment definitely helped. Um, I mean, my parents kind of, you know, put it in the drive a little bit. We're like, all right, what are you going to do now? You know, now is the time that you got to figure out what's going on, you know, do something, keep it going, do something, you know, figure it out, try this, try that. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, I, you know, I kind of not gave up, but, you know, I let my situation beat me. Um, and I think I owe a lot of where I am today and just being able to be open and accepting about it to my parents. That's so great. I Momentum was something that I feel like I stalled at for a little bit um, too. And then being able to, I mean, it was my mom as well that was like, you got to just... don't let it define you exactly like your father told you too. it's when you get over it then or overcome it I suppose because I do like coach doc had said on um, his interview about letting it fold into your narrative and not something that you push aside and like overcame it just is a part of you Um, and I hadn't really thought of it that way but lately I've been more open to expressing things that I've been through because of that like letting it fold in and yeah. Right. But that's and really you, cool. you, right. And you can look back on it and you can see how, you know, maybe it was supposed to happen. I, you know, you got to mm-hmm. take something out of everything that you got, you know, as negative and bad as it may have been, just try and take something out of it. So with the newfound freedom, was there uh, <laughs> anything that you had in your mindset that you had wanted to do, but couldn't? Uh, you capitalize on it right i haven't even thought about that for that's a great question (laughs) yeah um wow that's a that is a good question (laughs) yeah um you know i think that if i had been in a better mindset absolutely Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know there was you know like a uh what's it called? Like a driving range for golf that I would go to like almost every day just cause I didn't know what else to do. And it was some nice. sort of physical activity. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, like I, I let my situation beat me and I really kind of, you know, slacked off in that sense. Um, you know, I, you know, I felt bad. I just felt bad for myself and I didn't put myself out there. I didn't try new things when I was up there. I didn't, um, you know, try and become something else. Um, you know, that's kind of just recent happenings that have been going yeah. on. Uh, well, it took me a long time to get over that. Yeah. I mean, you need, you need the recoup period, right? Yeah. You need right. The, it's not necessarily feeling sorry for yourself. It's more of letting yourself give yourself enough time to collect your thoughts. I yeah, mean, yeah, definitely. You know, when you're an athlete, um, I don't know if you guys operate the same way, but for me, it was, you know, I, I am my own worst enemy and, you know, no one, no one was going to hold me to a higher standard than myself. So I, when I was, you know, competing, I would be beating myself up the most about things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that I've really been able to 
focus on and kind of get away from a little bit because in a sense it's good in you know small amounts i guess but you know not to the extent that you know i was doing it you know i'd be staying after for two hours just watching film or you know standing there just you know hitting a bag over and over again for a few hours after practice just because i was so frustrated at myself that i knew what to do but i just wasn't doing it i wasn't performing yeah and so i think yeah so time away definitely has enabled me to um you know think differently and you know say it's okay to be away from this because i think that's just another thing that in the sports world is very common and then you get outside of that and people are like dude relax okay (laughs) you know yeah right so it's definitely definitely been a good learning learning experience for me awesome good on you i know are you yeah i think no kidding (laughs) like I think to myself, staying afterwards and practice, because oh, yeah. I think a lot of people have have that same idea. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, two years outside, I would have never admitted I had a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you never want to until uh, it is. Yeah. Honestly, we were just so excited to be able to talk with you about this, and you being so open about it has really... I just think it's going to make a difference for listeners to hear that like someone who's freshly out in that sense. And yeah, you have a lot of insight in that. I'm like amazed really by this two years that you were able to really come through. And even if you're still navigating through it, you have a good handle on it. And so I think this is going to be a really good episode for people to identify with and definitely NCAA athletes right now that are currently in it. Cause that's, we want to have more like a dialogue for people who, who are worried about that transition out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, if anyone, you know, listening to this is, you know, in a similar situation to me, you know, being hurt or, you know, having to medically retire and just being lost, you know, I really hope that, you know, you can take your time to be upset and this and that, but you got to do it, you know, it happened and you are only hurting yourself at this point. And that's something that I really wish I had learned early on because, I personally feel like I kind of slacked off on a couple opportunities that I could have had just simply because I was still in a bad mind space and I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't just going for things because part of me was honestly scared because of, you know, I had been every time I came back in football, you know, I'd tear my hamstring. And then the day I came back from that, I tore the other one. So I was just, I was so used to the constant, um, you know, denial that it mm-hmm. became normal for me. So, yeah. I mean, if just go ahead, sorry. No, you're good, man. You gotta, you gotta realize the failures though. And I mean, that's yeah. part right. of it, right? It's, exactly. it's making you realize now. So I mean, like Brooke said, you are light years. Yeah. <laughs> you're a light. You're, you're about a couple of years ahead of me. As far as this <laughs> yeah. goes, I have a feeling you're going to be doing all right. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>